Welcome to another episode of 360 Degrees, part of the Urban Breakdown Network. On this cold, cold North Carolina morning, it's sunny. I was out today. I had to go to the supermarket, but it's cold. It's like 45 degrees. I know it's only 930 in the morning, but Jesus Christ. It's, yeah, it's, cold. it's almost mid-April, for Christ's sakes. It's winter's last stand out here. Like Winter is just not going away quietly at all. I had to wear a jacket today. I'm like... You know, me, me and my second world problems. Oh, I had to wear a jacket today. Yeah. So, Odie, good morning. How are you? Good morning. I'm, I'm well, thank you for asking. Yeah. So. Definitely over the weather, though, for sure. Yeah. I mean, it's time for spring. Let's just have spring. You know. <laughs> Odie, what you got for us today? Uh, so, um. This story uh, is about a man named Christian Toby Obusali, and he lived in Miami with his girlfriend. They had actually moved from Texas, from what I read, and um, they were they were cool. Uh, both nice looking people. Um, he was gonna be, I think he was gonna be like twenty eight, but he was gonna be like he wasn't even thirty yet. Um, and yeah, instead of celebrating his birthday with his family and friends, he actually was stabbed to death and and killed by his girlfriend. Um, and usually, when that happens, when when we see you know, unfortunately, like a domestic violence a domestic violence case, one of the people is arrested. Usually, um, but that has not happened in this case. Uh, I would play guess what race it, what race they are, but based on the details and the fact that you're already familiar with the story, that'd be fruitless. But for those at home, I'm sure you could, if you haven't heard about this this case, the story, then uh, I'll leave you to your own devices to kind of figure out, kind of plug and play here and fill in the blanks. Because I mean, in what instances do we not see someone get arrested for it? stabbing someone to death um, and being detained and charged and saying um so if you put all your thinking caps there you can fit you kind of fill in the the gaps there um and basically the of course the media is using all the nice pictures of uh of the girlfriend's uh face and the story doesn't just stop there. I mean, I feel like that story alone is problematic enough, um, but it does add a little context here because, of course, the blogs did some digging, as the internet does. They found some old tweets by the victim. And I would say in most cases, like 99.9% of the time, I I'm not a fan of doing this because it, it basically like puts the victim on trial. Um, I'm frankly more interested in seeing her old tweets. Uh, her name is uh, what's her name again? It's like Chloe. I can't remember her first name. It's something Chloe, but she um, I haven't seen any old tweets from her. But interestingly enough, uh, social media did look up the victim's old tweets, and they are problematic. He said things like, 
white titties are greater than black titties. Black, black titties. Black titties. <laughs> um, he has made it clear on his social media that he only dates white women, saying that black women are not his type, which again, for the umpteenth time, you can make your preference all you want, but it's like, it's the comparison. Like, you don't have to put black women down in the midst of making your preferences known. Like, if you say, I prefer, I prefer white women because black women are ghetto. Like, that, that other shit is unnecessary because we all know that that's not true. And you're doing too fucking much at this point. Like, just, just take your preferences or who you like and fucking go. That's it. Don't come for black women because now this is this this has come back to bite him in the ass, or at least the situation that asked from beyond the grave. Um, he also says some other disparaging things about black women. Uh, black women disgrace themselves on TV, which is whatever. Because have you ever seen Mob Wives and Real Housewives of um, Hollywood or LA, whatever the fuck one they do on the West Coast? I know that one is pretty bad. Beverly Hills, I think, is, is the one. Those women are pretty trashy. Um, Jersey Shore? Any white woman that's been on Flavor Flav, Flavor Flav, <laughs> definitely disgrace themselves. So it's like, what the fuck? Like, and the only reason I bring that one up is because it just came up on my timeline. Um, <laughs> I don't know why it's been like little clips have been showing up. Um, yeah, and so Again, um, he also went on to say, like, he doesn't support Black Lives Matter. He was an all lives matter person. Mm. Okay. So, of course, uh, Black women who are usually at the forefront of these things have opted to sit this one out. We want justice. I think the consensus is that we, we all want justice, but at the same time, like, I'm not about to put on my good marching shoes and head down there to South Beach to cape for this man and his, and his family. Because at the end of the day, like, he believe what he believe. I'm gonna believe what I believe, which is I want to stand up for someone who would stand up for me. And it's very clear that he would not stand up for me. So I'm gonna let that one ride. If that white girl gets away with murder because of it, then that's just the way the cookie crumbles. Yeah. And and, and you are right. I would love to see her, her old tweets and her old uh her old social media, but at the same time, I mean, I prefer black women but like i've always said my next girlfriend may not be black she may be uh she may be of another race it's whoever you know whoever strikes my fancy at the time you know to me love doesn't have a color but i am usually attracted to black women you know which as a black man shouldn't really be that much of a surprise but you know how people are you know i mean i've never been that sort of you know date your own race goofy ass horse shit like that's just not really how how i am and you are right you can you can if you if you prefer dating women of other races that's fine but you don't have to put down black women because here's the thing now that the the cards are on the table who's going to be there to uh help your legacy now that you're gone the women who you've disparaged for all the time on social media like you said you think you, yep. you think they're getting out of bed to, to march for, for justice for you? No, you know? So he, he did it, he shot himself in the foot because he just figured, you know, 
I love white women. I hate black women. And who killed them? Wasn't the black woman. And then, you know, she's going to get away with it. Like, let's just be real here. The fact that she now granted. What I always say about cops is true. Cops don't solve crimes unless they're told to. And I know you were like, I know people, I know people are like, well, you know, that's what they get paid to do. No, they get paid to just, you know, make people's lives miserable. They're basically assassins with pensions. Okay. They don't solve crimes unless a tremendous amount of pressure is put on them to solve those crimes. And that's it. So if you're not in the news all the time, if there's no march in front of your police station over it, they're not going to solve the crime because they don't really give a shit like that. So the fact that, and, you know, them putting out her, you know, his old social media. Well, except when a, except when a black person is going to go to jail because of it. That too. <laughs> that too, you know. But I mean, I just don't really have a high opinion of the police as far as like as a whole. I'm pretty sure there's a couple of good cops out there just based on my imagination. Okay, there are good cops out there. Let's not let me not go too far into my to my rant here. But as a as a whole, as an organization, not a cops don't really give a shit about you. I'm pretty sure there's an officer Johnson in your neighborhood that's like, hey, you know, my cat was stuck in a tree and he climbed up the tree and got my kitten down. You know, I'm pretty sure. There's people like that out there, but there's also more of, hey, uh, you know, a cop Billy Club me because I looked at him wrong. Like that's the that's more of the cops that I see than, you know, the officer friendly types. So they're not going to really solve this. And now that they've almost effectively taken black women out of the equation, you know, he's got no one to fight for him. So I, I feel bad for his family because his family's not going to get any justice, but Hey man, that's just the way shit goes sometimes. Like I'm not gonna even. <laughs> there's nothing more I can say, uh, you know. In um, uh, in our chat when you uh, posted about the social media post and you were like the plot thickens, I'm like, well, actually the plot thins because now it's just like, all right, well, I guess these things happen sometimes. You know, we we talked about the uh, the young woman who got uh, who got who got killed on her date. Like they found her dead in her apartment and then, you know, she was a black mm -hmm. woman and it was a, it was a, a white guy and the cops were like, well, you look innocent. We'll let you go. And people were like, like, people were like, what the fuck is going on here? You know, her family yep. didn't know she was dead until they came there. At, what was it for Thanksgiving? I think. And there was a note like, yeah, if you're here for her, she's, you know, come to this address. It was like the morgue. Like what the shit? Like that's something where I'm putting on my boots and I'm going out there to march for. Yeah. Fact. But, you know, this whole self-hating black person thing and then something happens to you and you're just like, well, you know, and then you reach out to the black community for help. Nah, there's there's way too many other people out there who really need help for me to just, you know, uh, what what's the old saying goes? Uh, skin folk, it always kin folk. So, yeah, exactly. All skin ain't kin, all skin folk ain't kin folk. Yep. So I, I'm just like, you know, I'm, I'm already doing this. Well, that's the end of that chapter. <laughs> I'm already over it. I feel bad, but I don't. So. Yeah. So 
good luck to that man's family. Um, because I'm sure they're grieving, but don't expect the community to come uh, rally support, especially because, interestingly enough, they uh, they did have a GoFundMe for him, um, which I'm not a fan of. Because why wouldn't you have insurance <laughs> for someone well, to be responsible? But whatever. I, Maybe I, I, like his parents. Yeah, I, I will say this, though. As far as that sort of thing goes when someone dies. Like, my niece died uh, about a year ago. She had, uh, she had lupus. And unfortunately, you know, she, uh, she was in and out of the ICU for a while, and, and she passed away. And she was, mm-hmm. her, uh, she was in her 20s, you know. And my brother had to do a GoFundMe to uh, get money for her funeral because it's not really something that everybody always thinks of. Like everybody thinks like if you have ins- uh, like life insurance on your kid, then that's for, you know, I mean, put it like this. Only reason why I have life insurance is because I get to do my job. But I've never gone out and gotten like an actual life insurance policy and I should. See, that's the thing. Like I think- my 50s, you know? I feel like at this point in the game, we should all have, life insurance there's there's no reason yeah like even if it's like a small ten thousand dollar policy excuse me especially when you're ill Uh you should i'm not judging anybody for for doing a gofundme i'm just saying i depending on the circumstances i'm just I'm probably just not going to donate. Like, I, like do what you got to do, but oh, yeah. I'm oh, personally probably not going to donate because definitely. I think the last GoFundMe I donated to was, like, something where it was, like, really unexpected. Like, it was, like, I was fired, and it was, like, like five or six lives that were, like, devastated and lost and affected because of it. I think that was the last one because it was, like, shit. Like, even if you do have insurance, you're probably not expecting to have that many policies Um use at the same time you see what i'm saying so right um yeah i mean you know just give where your heart <laughs> where your heart encourages you to give I mean, that's pretty much where i go i don't normally give to like strangers go fund these but i will give to like if my friend uh one of my friends you know he fell on hard times he and his wife were sick and couldn't work you know, and they were about to like, they're about to lose their house. And then his brother, like, you know, I guess he had too much pride. His brother put up a GoFundMe to help him keep his house. Yeah, that's something I could donate to. One of my friends was in between apartments, you know, and, uh, you know, I, yeah, you know, I, I, or, you know, one of my friends is like, you know, you know, he's trying to get his car fixed. You know, I'll give the stuff like that, you know, if, if I have it, you know, if I've got a, you know, I'm like, okay, I could, I could have one less uh, takeout meal per week to help out a friend, you know? But there are some people who will get on like, you know, like something like this and they'll donate. I don't normally do that. Not because, you know, I'm, I'm cheap, but it's just something that never really comes to mind, you know? But usually like if my friends put up a GoFundMe or if their kid has a fundraiser or something like that for their school, you know, I'll give to that, sure, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, well. While we are on the topic of GoFundMe's and uh, donations, uh, interestingly enough, the uh, <laughs> the rapper YK Osiris, I, and it's funny because he's like, I don't know that I would call him a rapper. Uh, the only songs I could think of, he's like kind of singing, think like a male version of Doja Cat, but a little less poppy, a little a little less poppy. Right. 
Um, he he recently agreed to donate to the GoFundMe of um, excuse me if I if I forget his last name Tyree. Um, I don't remember his last name. I'm sorry, but his name is Tyree, and he was a young man who died on a roller coaster accident. I believe about a week or two ago, and uh, he stepped up. Was in the shade room comments, uh, which is a gossip blog, and he said, "If he anyone knows the family, uh, have the mother DM him because he wants to step up and pay for the funeral costs." Well, fast forward to today, he uh, has allegedly not donated to the GoFundMe. Um, he put he had a story posted on his page uh, says. At the end of the day, I'm not no Indian giver, which a lot of people had a problem with that term, obviously, because it's very outdated. Um, He said, whatever I do from my heart, it's from my heart. God always has my back for real, for real. It's not about me or anyone else. It's about Tyree gave me a job to do, and I wanted to get it done ASAP. I love you, and anything his mother needs, I'm here for. This is just yesterday he posted this, um, even in the midst of the mother saying that he blocked her on social media and has not donated to the fund. The screenshot he provided shows that he donated money to the funeral um, and taking care of everything. I don't know what platform he used, whether he used like GoFundMe or Cash App, um, but he's He's saying that he sent it to the wrong one. Well, even if he did send it to the wrong one, send it to the right one. Send it to the right one. Because that's not the mother's problem um, that you sent it to the wrong one. Uh, the service went went off anyway, I guess, because they still, you know, they went ahead and raised enough funds even without it. Um, so this whole situation is messy as fuck as far as I'm concerned uh, for a couple of reasons. Number one, sir, you volunteered paying for the services. So, Nobody asked you to, so if you're going to do it, do it right. Um, he also allegedly owes other people money as well with uh, with bets. Like, he's he's a gambler, apparently. Oh, okay. Um, that's how he owes people money. And so he, but he still ain't paid. He still owes people money. So for him to agree to pay when you haven't taken care of your other debts, it's kind of fucked up. Um, the, and the other thing about this is like, it's like he's got, I saw in the comments, people were calling Scott's tops in real life. <laughs> uh, if you are not familiar with the reference, it's uh, from the office on the episode where Michael, uh, decided that he was gonna, Michael Scott was going to go ahead and offer to pay like these, all these kids college tuition or whatever when they graduated and they had gotten to the point where they were graduating and of course he could not afford to pay that shit Um, so he had to figure out a way to he had to figure out a way to like break it to him that he couldn't afford to pay for their school So yeah, I don't, I don't know. Uh, it's messy. It's also messy too for the fact that the the mother said that this is the second time someone used the death of her son to like gain, get some sort of attention. Um, there was a woman who came forward as a relative and said that she was related to them. And 
that she had just talked to the cousin to Tyree and um, talked about what a good person he was and stuff like that. But she was just so upset that they lost him in the family. It was like, who the fuck is this? I don't know this person. Yeah. I mean, it, it's kind of tragic in this day and age how people just want to just be out there without doing any sort of work. Like they're like, you know, we've been on, we've been on this podcast for years. Right. And they said that uh, I, I read someplace, I actually was in the video game and I actually, they mentioned the video game and I was like, I wonder if that's true. And that's true. They were like, like, I think it was like a, a, a large number of podcasts, like 90% or even more only have like a few episodes because people get on thinking, oh, I'm going to get famous or I'm going to get, you know, you know, this. And then they find out that it's actually work. And then they just lose interest in it. So, you know, I'm pretty sure Spotify is clogged with tons of, you know, podcasts with like two or three episodes and then people just quit. Because they're like, I got to research this. I got to I got to write a script. I got to do this. I got to do that. And if they're not making like a million dollars right away, then they're just like, I don't want to do it no more. You know, some people just want to get their face out there without doing any sort of actual work. Mm. You know, I, I grew up in the uh, in the age where to be on TV, you had to be talented. And if you weren't a talented, then you were just a clown like you were on the uh, on the gong show, you know, yeah. doing, uh, you know, dancing with Michael Jackson puppets. And even then, that's still entertaining. <laughs> that's still talented. I can't do that. So it's. Now, like any any jackass can just be out there and all you got to do is be in the right place at the right time. And people don't seem to draw the line between doing something tasteful and doing something that's going to hurt somebody because they've already lost their kid in the worst way possible in an accident. You know, which could happen to anybody, you know, you go to a music park and you think you're going to have the time of your life and then you get a call. Oh, yeah, your kid died in a roller coaster accident. And then you have people mm. trying to get clout off their name. How horrible is that? Disgusting. And especially somebody who's already famous. Like, I can imagine that nobody trying to right. get clout. But why K.O. Cyrus is already famous? Even I've heard of him, and I'm just a grumpy old man. And even I, well, I heard of him because he was on one of those, uh, those ciphers. And he was just crooning and I was just Oh, like, wow. Okay. I was wondering how you'd come across. I was like, yeah, I was wondering about that. So thanks for bringing that up. And I was like, I was like, is he going to rap? Or is he just going to sing all day? He just sang the whole thing. At least. Okay. Every- there you go. So, yeah. so he did that even in the cypher. Okay. Interesting. It's giving me empire vibes, but okay. Yeah. But it, it's just, I mean, I figure it like this. You know, I, I, we, we talked about this in the pre-show. Shaquille O'Neal is worth $400 million. And Shaquille O'Neal is a very generous guy. Like, if you see Shaquille someplace, he's probably going to comp you. He's probably going to be like, I, I think, Odie, I think you mentioned he was at a jewelry store, right? Where somebody got engaged. I think he paid for the engagement rings or something like that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I mean, he's a, he's a, he's a, like the nicest guy you ever want to meet, super generous guy. And he's also worth $400 million. I think he earns like, between endorsements and his TV deals, I think he earns like $50 million a year. So he can afford to, to just be that generous. Like if Shaq says, I'm going to do this, it's done. But YK Osiris, if the internet is to be believed, is worth about $2 million. $2 million, like, I'll put it like this. I was playing, uh, I used to play a lottery called uh, Lucky for Life. 
And the grand prize is $1,000 a day for life. So even after okay. taxes, even if they, even if they, they only give you like $700 a day for life, that's still like over 200 grand per year for life. Mm-hmm. And that's money I can retire off of. I don't have to, I don't have to work anymore if, if I won that. But the second prize is $25,000 a year for life. After taxes, if they take 35, 40%, that's $17,000 per year. Of course, you can't retire on $17,000 per year. That's like a supplement. YKO Osiris doesn't make the money where he could just have gambling debts. Like Shaquille could go to the casino and lose a million dollars and nothing in his life will change. But this dude goes to the casino and gambles. And yeah, he's going to have people coming to break his thumbs. And then he's making claims like this. So I don't know if it's, I don't know what he stood to gain from it. Like if he was going to get more Instagram likes for it or whatever, but either which way it was disgusting. And I'm glad that the family called him out and his whole thing about, oh yeah, it went to the wrong account. You know, I'm not always the brightest penny in the fountain, but even I can just sense, I could even, I could uh, send money to my friends and relatives through Venmo and not fuck it up because you have to actually, and now Venmo is even more careful because the last time I sent, um, I sent a uh, relative money and it, ha- it had me verify, is this their account? Is this the person you want to send the money to? Mm-hmm. And, and I was like, and I looked it over just to be sure. I'm like, oh yeah, that's it. That's yeah. That's I prefer them. to like even be friends with you first. Yeah, exactly. Or at so, the very least, like, at the very least, like, I need to. If you if you haven't added me first, I prefer that you sent money to me already or sent the request. That way, I know it's going to the right person. You know. Right. So this dude is so full of shit. I'm surprised it's not dripping out of his nose and mouth. So he was never going to send the money. He was just doing it for the clout. And uh, he can go fuck himself for putting that family through more pain. So I'm, I'm glad that, you know, they got the money to, to, to lay their, you know, to lay their relative the rest. But uh, YK Osas can eat, can eat a dick for this. You know? And I'm pretty sure that the Internet's not going to is not going to let that go. Yeah, so we'll see. I mean, I'm sure this will die down um, eventually, just like everything else. Um, but rest in peace, to, uh, young Tyree Sampson. This is all, this is all fucked up. It all could have been handled better, but yeah, here we are. And that's that's really all of that. All right, Odie, were you ever a, a Ti fan, the rapper? As far as far as the music goes, I'm just curious. Yeah, I love trap music. I still listen to that album. I still listen to, to trap music every once in a while. Not as an album, as a collective, but like usually when it's like when my album or when my title will put on like maybe a spin of like early two thousands music. Yeah, I'll put it on. I won't skip past it. I don't I don't think I've the actually... David Banner days where things are produced by David Banner a lot. Yeah. Okay. Yes, that, that, that's like peak T.I. for me. I didn't know David Banner was a, unless I'm thinking about somebody different. I didn't know David, did, does David Banner also rap? Yeah. yeah okay. Same I, I knew him as a rapper. I didn't know him as, a, I didn't know he, I didn't know that he produced. Okay. Mm-hmm. He did. 
He's multi-talented. I like that. And I, I, I don't think I've, if somebody put a gun to my head and they were like, name three TI songs, I would just be like, oh man, well, you know what? I know my affairs are not in order, but I guess this is going to happen because I couldn't tell you. Like, I've never been a fan of TI. I've never been a fan of his music. And I just never really liked the guy, you know? And he's, he, I mean, he sold records. I mean, he has what, one, two, three, four platinum albums, two gold records. And I think Paper Trail was a uh, double platinum, you know? I didn't, and then, you know, he's got a whole bunch of platinum singles like live your life is like four times platinum dead and gone is three times platinum so i mean you know he pushes records not in the last few years though <laughs> not since 2015 like but you know back in the uh the early aughts and stuff like that i mean you know he was big i mean i think he called himself the king of the south or some dumb shit like that i'm pretty sure scarface was like whatever but what are you gonna do but um ti you know, we all know the whole controversy with T.I. and Tiny supposedly drugging and, and, and raping women, you know, right. and uh, T.I. was at a comedy club earlier this week. And now I had to dig for this because I didn't really get the full story about what happened. And I just found that out this morning about how the joke came about, because we all know what happened at the Oscars uh, the week before Will Smith. And actually, Will Smith got banned from the Academy for 10 years. But being banned from the Academy is nothing because basically he could still be nominated for Oscars. He could still win Oscars. He could even still go to the after party. He just can't. That's go what I was going to say. That's where, the, that's where the fun is anyway. He could sound to me like yeah. he could still hit the after parties. Yeah. That was the first thing I thought. You know what? That's like saying, like, if you're an executive and you get caught doing something wrong and they're like, well, you could still get uh, stock buybacks. You just, you just don't have to come to board meetings. <laughs> <laughs> and you're just like, oh, I guess I'll just have to accept my punishment. Like, who gives a shit if he can't come to the Oscars if he can still win one? You know? So I, I'm, I'm, you know, but, you know, the whole thing happened because of that slap because of the joke, right? So supposedly T.I. was heckling a comedian. Uh, I didn't write her name down. Speaking of, speaking of notes, uh, Lauren Knight. Okay, so she was doing her set and T.I. was heckling her and he told her to take off her wig. And she said, I'll take off my wig when you address the allegations. And that set T.I. off. So T.I. ended up coming on the stage. He ended up taking the microphone from her and he was saying, and I got this right here. As many times as you joke on that shit, I'm going to check your motherfucking ass as long as it takes. And when you stop talking about it and playing with me and mine, I'm going to stop saying something. He says, ain't no motherfucking case. Ain't never been no motherfucking case because I ain't did nothing wrong. And my wife didn't. Uh, my, and my wife ain't did nothing wrong. If you keep playing with me, I'm going to motherfucking continue to confront you publicly. I, I edited all the N words out of there. He said the, he said the N word a lot. And um, mm -hmm. and um. You know, he was just being a real jackass about it, even though he started with her. So and 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 because I originally I thought that she had that as part of her routine and then he didn't like it, which would have still been bad for him to react that way. But he was heckling her. And then a lot of heck, I mean, a lot of comedians, when you when you heckle them, 
they can be pretty vicious. Like they don't have time for that shit. You know, they're trying to do a set. They're earning a living. I have a friend who's a professional comedian. Matter of fact, uh, he's taping for his first album at Good Nights uh, this week, I think. So I'm going to try to go if I can still get tickets. But he's uh, really? it's a big deal. He's taping an album. And I was like, holy shit. Nice. He got to go to California for the first time last week. You know, he's he's uh, he's doing good, you know. But um, yes, but comedy is rough because you got to start in a lot of these shithole clubs with these shithole people and really build yourself up. You know, comedy is a labor of love. Look how long it took Roddy Dangerfield to get started. Roddy Dangerfield didn't really hit it off till he was already a middle-aged man. <laughs> so it's, you know, it's a labor of love. You know, if I had the, if I had the right jokes for a living, I'd be homeless. I can't do that. I say funny things from time to time. My friends laugh and sometimes they still remember it. But if I had to sit down every month and write a new routine, even every two or three months, I couldn't do that. That's thinking on a whole nother level. And I'm just not set up for that. So I respect comedians big time. Even the ones that don't do well, even the ones that we boo off the stage, you have respect because you still got up on that stage. I may not do that. I may not have the confidence to get up on stage and do that. But now in this climate, you can go to a comedy club and people don't like you, then they want to rush the stage. And Will Smith did not help that. Because there was one comedian, oh, I, oh, not Lonnie Love. She reminds me of Lonnie Love, but it's not Lonnie Love. But she was saying that, um, I think her name is Cheryl. I feel bad for not remembering her name because I know her and she's actually pretty funny. But she was like, now I'm kind of scared to go up on stage. Because, you know, I may say something and then somebody's going to run up on me, you know? You got to carry bear mace now when you're on stage. It's ridiculous. But here's my thing about T.I. and his allegations, okay? I'm not going to relitigate the entire allegations. You could read up on that yourself. But the only reason why T.I. is still a free man is because the statute of limitations ran out. Because the cops in Vegas and uh, California had enough to continue the case. It's just that the statute of limitations ran out. So T.I. Mm. got lucky. Because just like the name of his album, he left a paper trail. I read that album name on Wikipedia. I didn't know it before just now. Because uh, like I said, I don't like T.I.'s music. But um, he's, he's just a lucky guy. And all, I mean, and it wasn't like, okay, she made a joke, but I'm just gonna not laugh at it and show my displeasure for it. No, he heckled her first. And then here's the part where I really wanted to, to talk about this today. And I don't know, and, and I don't know, I haven't heard from Lauren about this yet, but T.I. said that, um, because she told her side of the story on Instagram, about Lauren Knight and T.I. said if you could prove that I called you a bitch I'll give you a million yeah, dollars I'll give you a million dollars I saw that and then there was the video of T.I. calling her a bitch and now supposedly T.I. told a, a fan I don't know why he would tell a fan that he paid the money I haven't heard from Lauren Knight if she received the money you know but T.I. I mean 
I'm not going to say that T.I. is not smart because, I mean, he he owns a record label. He's he's a businessman, had his own TV show. So but even smart people can do dumb things. And that was a pretty dumb thing to I mean, if they had video of you confronting her, don't you think they have video of you calling her a bitch? Like, what the hell are you thinking? Maybe he thought that, like, I think when people like that are going through stuff, they blank out and they literally don't remember doing things. So in his mind, it might as well have been true. You know what I mean? Like, Uh as far as he's concerned, it never happened. Not because it didn't happen, just because he didn't remember saying it. I don't think he would have made a bet that he believed was untrue. Maybe he should have reviewed the tape before he made that claim because... Perhaps. I mean, I mean, <laughs> I mean, T.I. is not broke. T.I. is, if the internet is to be believed, T.I. is worth about $50 million. So a million dollars to him is nothing, but it's still a lot of money. To I mean, it's Sonny, not Sonny like contributes that. as well. So like as a household, I'm sure they do pretty well. Oh, yeah. So T.I. is not hurting for money in the least. So even if he, he pay out the million dollars, he'll make that money back in no time. I mean, when you're that rich, the money literally just makes itself, you know. But uh, I will say this, I will have, even though I have zero respect for T.I., if he actually does pay her the money, I'll put my respect for T.I. at 1%. (laughs) I'll I'll bump him up to 1%. Did you have anything else to add before I moved on? I mean, it'll be better. He's making better bets than YK Osiris. He'll be one (laughs) up on him. That's for sure. Oh, okay. Well, then you know what? Compared to YK Osiris, oh, compared to that shit, yeah, I'll give him. I'll give him ten percent. I'll bump it up an extra nine <laughs> percent compared to that guy. Jesus Christ! But you know who I don't have respect for? Uh, mm-hmm. Trump supporters, because how much more shit does Trump have to do before you realize, hey, maybe this guy's not everything he said he is? Now, this has nothing so- to. Do- Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. I was just going to say yesterday um, I went to the home show, which is basically like um, a, a vendor situation where all these vendors come out and they sell you goods for your home. Like, it, I mean, there is a lot of gutter people, um, people selling gutters. Um, I set up an appointment to ask about solar panels because I'm curious. I want to see if that's going to save me money, like what the incentives are and stuff like that, and think about uh-huh. getting solar panels installed. Okay. Cool. Um, you know, so it's like things things for your home, like all types of vendors selling their goods, their wares, doing pitches and shit like that. Um, and out of all the booths <clears throat> I saw yesterday, there was one that particularly caught my eye, but interestingly enough, nobody was there. <laughs> I'll give you three guesses as to what product or products they were selling. Oh. It is relevant to this conversation, by the way. Oh, so I'm, I'm trying to guess now. Was it like uh, like Trump flags or something like that? No, close. Close. It's definitely a product that a Trump supporter would recognize as being for them, for sure. Like if you're a Trump supporter, you would see this and be like, "Oh yeah, this is for me." I'm talking; they're talking to me. That's, does, that, does, does it have "Let's Go Brandon" on it? It did not, but Ooh. this is the "Let's Go." The person associated with selling it is definitely 
associated with that movement. This is like one of his biggest stands um, to this day that's still putting that's still putting money into the recounts. Oh my God! Was it like was it like for for my pillow? There you go. They oh. had a booth for my pillow, um, <laughs> and his book. His book was out there. That's what caught my eye because I, <laughs> I saw the book, the book oh. cover, and I was like. And then I looked and I was like, nobody's here. And then I looked at the vendors and I was like, yeah, I could see why this is your booth. Yeah. It's got a look to him. People are like, did you know Mike Lindell used to smoke crack? And I'm like, used to. Yeah. Okay. You mean like in the past as opposed to now? Oh, okay. (laughs) I know that's not something to, to crack on, pun intended. But at the same time, would you tell me that Mike Lindell used to smoke crack? And supposedly, and this is how Mike Lindell tells it, he was smoking so much crack and he had like more than one drug dealer that his drug dealers had an intervention for him. His drug dealers, people who he makes money off of, were just like, yeah, you have a problem. You know? That's how Mike Lindell tells it, but it's it's still kind of funny when your drug dealers are just like, eesh. (laughs) I know I sell drugs the people who've lost their homes but this is ridiculous um i mike lindell is i I see him at least once a week having a meltdown because he's being sued by dominion voting machines for like a billion dollars and i think that at the point where the case was getting ready to be thrown out the case got advanced so it's looking it's looking real bad for mike you know because not only not not just Mike Lindell, but for Fox News, OAN, and all the others who were spreading those lies about the Minion voting machines, you know, they're part of a billion dollar lawsuit. Now, can Fox News eat a billion dollars? Yeah, but it would hurt. Can Mike Lindell eat a billion dollars? Nope. He's finished. Mm-hmm. He's in the streets. So and and do you think that Trump is gonna save him? Nope. And that's I didn't tell that, you to do that. Basically. So I see these. Now, here's the thing. At least Mike Lindell is rich, right? So, I mean, Mike Lindell and I don't know if I trust his net worth now because of all the stuff he's going through, but they have Mike Lindell's net worth at about $50 million, if the internet is to be believed. That's according to WealthyGorilla.com, which is a weird name for a website. But um, yeah, I mean, he'll be okay. You know, maybe he'll pay the billion dollars in installments. I don't know. <laughs> but you have ordinary everyday people who give money to supposed billionaires and they don't care. Or if that person's name is attached to something, they will support it without doing the research on it. Like, Odie, have you ever been attempted to get involved in cryptocurrency yes i have been um but because i don't understand it i'm not investing in anything i don't understand period and 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 that's the main thing like i i know very little about wall street which is why i would never invest you know because to me wall street is for rich people you know i have a friend who told me that he's he's made a few hundred thousand dollars in the stock market but that's after like 20 years of cultivating his uh, his portfolio, 
you know, as opposed mm. to as opposed to someone like uh, Nancy Pelosi's husband, who can literally like they talked about he had one stock trade that he did in November of last year, five million dollars just like that. One stock trade, five million dollars. You got to have tons of money to do that. Like they uh, they were getting on Elon Musk because, you know, he bought a 10 percent stake in Twitter. Now, I I'm still putting this part together because, like I said, that sort of thing is not really my forte. But. When uh, Elon Musk reported the uh, the stock sale, he was supposed to report it earlier. Right. And the way he did it. And like I said, I'm going to flub this part because I'm still trying to put this together because, you know, we're doing politics on Wednesday and, and I wanted to see by talking about it. But Elon Musk, the way he did that trade, it made him an extra $150 million. But what he did by not reporting it right away was illegal. So the question is, is he going to suffer for it? Now, he did this to make an extra $150 million. Elon Musk is worth $200 billion. So why would he manipulate the system to make a measly $150 million? And that cuts other people out of the game because what that does is it raises the price of the stock so much that ordinary people can't buy the stock. So at one mm. point you could buy you know enough shares in Twitter to make uh to make a difference. Right? But now the price has gone up because Elon Musk bought a 10% stake in it. I joked about it on on uh on Facebook. At least now I know when I cuss out Elon Musk on Twitter for making a rickety rocket ship or making self-driving cars that can't stop running over homeless people, at least now I know he'll see it. <laughs> Before I could rage out on, on Elon Musk, I'm like, he's not going to see this. Now I know he's going to see it, you know, because <laughs> that's the only reason why he bought a stake in it, you know, because I mean, I'll talk about this more on Wednesday, but I mean, we don't, mm -hmm. live, in a, we don't live in a democracy. We live in an, in an oligarchy. Jeff Bezos owns the fucking New York, uh, the New York Times, not the New York Times. I'm sorry. I apologize. Washington Post. Jeff Bezos owns it. So you have a billionaire who owns a newspaper, and then when a newspaper puts out art like editorials, like like why are we always, you know, ragging on rich people? Maybe poor people should pay more taxes. Why do you think that is? Because a billionaire owns the paper. So it's not like he owned the paper and became a billionaire. A billionaire bought it. Right. You know. So there's really no. We don't really live in a democracy. And our country is just filled to the brim with working class folks. I'm a working class slob. I live paycheck to paycheck. I'm always one paycheck away from the void. There, there was a TikTok that I sent to my, uh, I sent to my, my people. And it was basically a guy, he was like, Odie, are you on TikTok? I am. Oh, okay. Well, we'll talk about that later. But this dude was literally just like, uh, you know, it was meant to be funny, but it's also true. He was just like, retirement is a myth. <laughs> He's like, I'm going to be working marketing for SAS until worms eat my body. He was like, and he shows his work from home station. Welcome to my living grave. He was like, how do I defraud investors? How do I, uh, you know, how do I commit my uh, white collar crimes? I'm actually asking because 
uh, minimum security prison doesn't sound so bad right now. <laughs> it's it's absolutely horrible that people become so desperate that they fall for scams because if you had a way to get rich by working your job or even by doing a little something on the side and most people don't even want to be rich they just want to be able to survive they don't they just want to be at the point where if their kid needs braces they don't have to rearrange their entire lives you know most people just want to be comfortable they want to be able to take their kid to disney you know they want to be able to you know if a kid has a has a field trip you don't have to you know you could pay for your kid's field trip or if your kid wants to go to college mm-hmm. You can send your kid to college without them having to take out a loan. They just want to be comfortable. Yeah, well, you're gonna he can't even take out equity in your home anymore because people are having to, you know, the, the interest rates are going up. Yeah. So if you can even buy a home. Exactly. And they and they fall for these scams. You figure, um, we talked about the Iraqi dinar scam, and I'm not gonna go over that whole thing in the interest of time. But basically, people fell for it because Trump's name was attached to it. Now, Trump did not say, go out and buy all these worthless Iraqi dinars. But Trump was quoted as saying that he was going to revalue Iraq's money. That's only happened twice in the last 60 years. Once in World War II for the Germans and once for the Kuwaitis in, uh, in the, the, the Gulf War in the 90s. And that's it. And even the last time it happened was 30 years ago. Every other country that's happened to, they don't revalue the money because that's too expensive to do. So they will just wipe it and just get new currency. Mm, now, 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 like you said, yeah, cryptocurrency sounds attractive, but it's also complicated. So you looked into it and you were like, well, this is kind of complicated. Maybe I need to find out more before I invest my hard-earned money in something like this. But these people were just like, yep, oh, uh, there's a let's go Brandon cryptocurrency. Here, take my money. And then the people in the, the, the crypto investors pull their money out, right? So now all those cryptocurrency tokens for the let's go Brandon cryptocurrency are now worthless. Mm-hmm. It's worthless now. So if you have a single token, that token is now worth nothing. You have to have like a whole bunch of tokens. And even then, it's still worth next to nothing. So right. now the reason why I talked about it is because now they're trying to do a class action lawsuit because I think one of the NASCAR drivers had originally um, supported it. And he had the cryptocurrency logo on his car, which they made him take it off eventually. But there were politicians who I think Marjorie Taylor Greene was involved in it, who were getting people to invest in a let's go Brandon cryptocurrency. They In the article I read, they called it a meme currency. So if you have like an actual mm. cryptocurrency, and this is just from what I've read, if you know more about cryptocurrency than me, we're on, we're on Instagram. Feel free to let us know. They, according to the article, they were saying that if even if one investor pulls out money from the cryptocurrency, it's not really going to affect too much, right? But if you have like a meme currency like this, right, investors pulling out are going to hurt everyone else. So all the people who put their money in there and without warning, 
the major investors pull out, your cryptocurrency is worth nothing now. So all mm-hmm. the money, the, all the money you pumped into it, gone, just like that. Now, cryptocurrency is a bit different than the stock market because the stock market, I mean, unless the FCC gets involved, um, no, no, not the FCC, the SEC. I always get that. I always mix those up. The FCC, I think, is for um, television and radio. The SEC, Securities Exchange Commission. Sorry about that. So unless the SEC gets involved, you're screwed. So you could just lose your money. And then that's that. Because to invest, you literally have to be registered to be an investor. So as somebody where you're investing money, you have to be registered to do so for that same reason. The reason why the cryptocurrency people get away with it. No, no, no. I'm thinking of something else. I'm thinking about the Iraqi dinar people. Okay, so scratch that part. Because um, for the Iraqi dinar people, they had to register as something else in order to exchange money for people. Because you can't do that without being registered. So with the cryptocurrency stuff, I don't really know how it's regulated. But they're filing a class action lawsuit. You know what? I hope they lose. And here's why. The only reason why they invested in something that they knew nothing about is because it had Let's Go Brandon on it. They used that to attract the rubes. And the rubes came in droves and gave their money and then they lost all their money. Mm-hmm. Because they didn't take the time to be like, hey, what's what's cryptocurrency all about? No, they just jumped in and just invested all their money and then they lost it all. And now they want to sue. You could sue, but I hope you lose. Because how many times are you dumbass fucking rubes going to fall for the same Republican scams over and over and over again? How many times? You know? Until you have nothing left, mm-hmm. until you're living in the streets, you fucking jackasses. So, mm-hmm. I mean, I know I shouldn't wish bad things on people, but I hope I hope you lose the lawsuit and I hope they charge you for the legal fees because you invested in this for all the wrong reasons, because there are so many other established cryptocurrencies that you could have invested in where they would have given you all the information that you need to invest and all that, but you invested in the let's go Brandon cryptocurrency because you hate Joe Biden for whatever reason. And don't get me wrong. I hate Joe Biden. I voted for that son of a bitch. So you can hate Joe Biden all you want, but me hating mm-hmm. Joe Biden is not going to cause me to invest my hard earned money in horseshit. So good luck with your, good luck with your little class action lawsuit. <laughs> Cause you are going to need it. So, all right. Yeah, whatever. Now, I, I will ask you this, Odie. This is this is more of a. Uh, you don't have to give me an exact number. When you scroll through your Facebook feeds, how many Katanji Brown Jackson pictures did you hit like on after she got confirmed? <laughs> um, I I kept it to like the groups mainly. Um. And I think the biggest one is like my the group that I'm a part of where there's a lot of black women in tech. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I kept I tried to minim, minimize the master thread post, but it was very easy to do because um, well, it was it was hard to do because for me I had to I had to minimize and focus on just like one, just focus on just focus on one thread and call it a day. Yeah. And that's where I contributed my energy because otherwise I would have been on the internet all day. Basically, I didn't really get it. But uh, also too, like uh, 
Dope Sigma Theta definitely sent out an email congratulating her. So, you know, because she's a member of Dope Sigma Theta, in case I forgot to tell y'all before. I looked at it like this. A lot of my friends had Katanji Brown Jackson, you know, pictures and memes and stuff like that. Actually got confirmed. And I, I think I hit like on just about every single one. Because unlike the last three justices that got confirmed, she actually deserves to be there. Now, like I said, now like, like we talked about last week, um, there are other justices who are not as accomplished as Katanji Brown Jackson, but uh, she is more accomplished than a lot of them. She's done more than a lot of them, you know, and Joe Biden picked correctly. You know, like I said, the, uh, uh, what's his name from South Carolina, Uncle Remus, I forget his damn name. But um, I call him Uncle Remus. I'm such a horrible person. But um, uh, him and Lindsey Graham wanted Michelle Childs. Now, the fact that I that I think Katanji Brown Jackson was way better than Michelle Childs is does not mean that Michelle Childs is a bad person. I don't want to. I don't want to put that in, into the air that Michelle Childs is a bad person. Let's not. I'm not going to go that route. Okay. It just means that Michelle Childs is more, uh, she's more of a corporatist. And we don't need more corporatists in the court. We already have enough. Okay. So we need somebody who is going to dole out the law evenly. Here's the thing. If I have a case in the Supreme Court and my case and Ketanji Brown Jackson rules against me and she gives me a precedent as to why my case couldn't go forward or why I couldn't win my case. And it's something that I feel that it would be something that'll make me go, well, I mean, if that's the law, you know, but you have people like Neil Gorsuch who ruled against a person who he was a long story short, he was a truck driver. And the rule is you got to stay with your truck if it's disabled, but it was dead of winter. It was below zero. He was getting frostbite, right? So he had to leave his truck and go find shelter. So he didn't lose his fingers and toes. And they fired him for it. And Neil Gorsuch ruled against the guy who was trying to sue his company for firing him because he didn't want to get hypothermia and die in his truck. And now that guy is in the Supreme Court. So we don't need more people like him. But Ketanji Brown Jackson was confirmed this week. It went, um, I think, 53, 47, something like that. Because there were three Republicans who voted for Ketanji Brown Jackson, the usual suspects, Mitt Romney, who I knew was going to vote for. I didn't want to say it because I know Mitt Romney can be a little bit flaky sometimes, but he has shown flashes of doing the right thing from time to time. You know, flashes. I'm not going to sit there and be like, oh, Mitt Romney's a good guy. Let's not go crazy. Mm -hmm. But. Every now and then, Romney will do the right thing. Susan Collins, every now and then, she'll do the right thing. Lisa Murkowski. Murkowski and Collins were big, along with John McCain, in helping to save Obamacare. They saved the Obamacare protections. You know? So, uh, but I don't want to give them too much credit because Susan Collins did vote for Kavanaugh. Even though she didn't like Brett Kavanaugh. She didn't think that Kavanaugh deserved to be there, but she voted with her party. So the only reason why she voted against it is because she knew that it was the safe thing to do. All the Democrats are going to vote for it. And then, of course, Kamala would have been a tiebreaker. 
So she was getting in regardless. So she figures, here's my chance to make myself look like a normal human being and not a drooling psychopath like the rest of my shitbird party. So I'm glad that they voted, but I, I, I but I'm keeping my eyes on you. <laughs> but when she got confirmed, the Republicans walked out. You know, they walked out in protest. They have absolutely no reason to be against Katanji Brown-Jackson, except for the fact that she's African-American and a female. Her record is great. Now, they had to make up shit to be mad about. They, uh, Tom Cotton, who was one of the worst people on, on, in the country. You know, usually when I say one of the worst people in the country, they're almost always Republican senators and, and, and congressmen. Is it a coincidence? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but Tom Cotton actually said that Ketanji Brown Jackson would have defended the Nazis because uh, supposedly she defended um, Guantanamo Bay detainees. Here's the thing about that. And it took me like two minutes of research to figure this out. It's not like, you know, they're about to be freed and she comes in and she's like, I'll take the case. I'll make sure you get proper representation, first of all. It's due process. So you're supposed to have a lawyer. Remember, Katanji Brown Jackson is a public defender. And sometimes you are assigned a case if you're a public defender. A public defender doesn't normally, from what I from what little I know about lawyers, public defenders are not usually, they don't usually pick cases unless they're working pro bono. They usually uh, they're assigned by their people, by the people above them. They're like, I need you to work this case. Her case didn't involve her actually defending these people in court. It was research. So it was more like research for the case if she didn't actually defend these people. So it was not like she went to court and defended them. She just worked on the cases. But they have to make her look like a monster in order to justify voting against her. Because if they vote against her just because she's a black woman, it makes them look like racist pricks. So they have to invent reasons to vote against her just so they could be, because Mitch McConnell had to already come out and say, well, my vote against her was not because she's a black woman, is not based on racism. Why would you say that, Mitch? It's because that's the reason why you did it. And you have to make it look mm. like uh, like something else, you have to make up outlandish things. Like, oh, like, um, who was it? Um, who was it? Oh, Marjorie Taylor Greene. She called Murkowski, Collins, and Romney pro pedophile because supposedly, just because she gave pedophiles slightly lighter sentences, that she's she's pro pedophile. Guess where they are? They're still in prison. <laughs> They're not going anywhere. But sometimes uh, she was part of a board doing uh, sentence recommendations. And I think I mentioned this either last week or the week before when Dick Durbin, I think it was it Dick Durbin, when, um, oh, what was it? You know, all these Republican douchebags are starting to run together. But one of the dudes was given a, uh, you know, talking about her sentencing. And he had this whole list of all these sentences where they gave them slight, and then to make it look, 
bad, he did it in months instead of doing it by years. So if you translate some of them, he was like, well, they were, they, the prosecution recommended seven years and you gave him six years. That's how it would have, that's literally how one of them would have read if he read it by mm-hmm. months. But then he went on, but he was like, instead of giving him 84 months, you suggested 72 months to make it look worse than it really is. Because every, unfortunately, I mean, yes, if you have child porn, that's pretty bad, but every case is not the same. Every case is different. That's why we have judges. And that's why we don't just do it by just having a chart and say, you did this crime, you get this punishment. Every case is different. So they literally had to make up shit to be mad about because they had no reason to be mad about it. So let's just call it what it is. The Republican Party is a party of racist and misogynistic douchebags. And they had to take a good, of excellent pick by Joe Biden and make it go almost along party lines because they had no other recourse. Now, maybe they thought that by doing this, they would probably get um, Mansion and Cinema to revolt, but they they know it would be it would be suicide. They'd probably vote to have them impeached, to have them recalled if they did that, because they had no reason to do that. So let's just call it what it is. The Republican Party is uh, they are a bunch of racist, misogynistic douchebags, and there's not really much more to say mm-hmm. about that. I mean, come on. Really, it's all right there in front of you. What other reason would they have to not vote for her aside from the stuff that they made up? So I, I will say one thing, Odie. Sports and politics makes people really mean and we just say horrible shit and we just don't care. I'll just say me. I'm not going to say we. I'll say me. Like I, I made a, a post on Facebook. I'm surprised it didn't get flagged. But I was just like, is Clarence Thomas doing okay? Is he, is, is anybody checked him? Is he okay? Is he have a little, maybe a little tickle in the back of his throat there? No, he's fine. Ah, well, you know what? Maybe next time, <laughs> like the next time he gets COVID, he just doesn't make it out. Like, I'm just, you know, it's a horrible thing to say. And it's my tongue in cheek way of saying, oh, is Clarence Thomas sick again? Is he going to die this time? No. <laughs> oh, okay, fine. You know, while we have Biden office to replace him. But I mean, these people just voted to repeal they didn't vote they the people on tiktok were a little overly dramatic but it's still bad though they didn't repeal the clean water act but they left a trump era rule in place that severely hampers it which means that corporations can keep dumping pollutants into the rivers and streams of our country and even with the clean water act half of our rivers and streams are polluted and the Supreme Court voted five to four to keep that rule in place. So you could guess where the five four came from, you know? So, yeah. But let's talk about something fun before we wrap up. We got a few minutes left. Uh, okay. Odie, what's the last movie you went to the movie theaters to see? Mm, I think it was Candyman. Oh, I still have not seen Candyman yet. I got to put that on my on my list this year for the marathon. I yeah. love the I love the original Candyman and the the Jordan Peele one. It looked was it good? It was good. I enjoyed it. Yeah, mm-hmm. it was good. 
you know, the problem with so I many... I think that was the last one. I mean, I've seen movies, obviously, since, like, I enjoyed Encanto, thanks to Disney+, Plus, uh, thanks to you, Merce, but uh, I finally watched Encanto. That was, like, the last movie I watched, but in a theater, it, it was Candyman. I think the last movie I watched was a few weeks ago. I mean, I've been watching a lot of TV shows more than movies, and I and I finally started watching. Um, I had to catch up on Black Lady Sketch Show because I just started watching season two because season three just came out. But they're doing it week by week. I wish they would just drop the whole thing all at once. Yeah, I, I forgot how much I enjoyed Black Lady Sketch Show. It's a really funny show. Um. The first time I ever saw Robin Thede, she, um, Larry Wilmore had his own political show on uh, Comedy hmm. Central. Yeah, she had yeah. her own her own talk show. Yeah, and Robin Thede was a, a she was a regular contributor and also a writer on that show. Mm-hmm. So you know when I saw it, she was like you know and her and Michael Che had their shows come out about the same time. I don't think Michael Che did the second season because he had uh, they were his show was like that damn Michael Che. And he said, he said he did that on purpose. So if he ever wins an Emmy, the person would have to have no choice but to read. And the winner is that damn Michael Che. <laughs> but I heard he's leaving Saturday Night Live, and I'm sorry to I'm sorry to hear that because he's actually I like Michael Che. He's uh, he's really funny. But um, the number one movie this week is going to be Sonic the Hedgehog. Oh, uh, and the last movie I saw was Free Guy. And which actually, even if you're not a video game fan, is still a really good movie. You should check it out. And the last movie I saw in the theaters was uh, Spider-Man No Way Home. I actually I watched I, that one the other day. I wasn't a fan of it. Sorry. Really? Mm, you know, I couldn't get into it. I like Ryan Reynolds, but no. Oh, oh, you talking about Free Guy? Free Guy, yeah. Oh, okay. And like I said, it was it's one of those things where it's like, it may be, it may hit more if you're a video game fan, especially if you play a game like Grand Theft Auto. Like I love, like that that city was kind of like based on Grand Theft Auto Five, you know. So, but even that, I, I thought it was still entertaining, you know. I thought so. But um, the number one movie this week, uh, with the estimates for the Sunday ticket, is going to be Sonic the Hedgehog. Um, well, Sonic 2. And Jim Carrey is playing Dr. Robotnik, and he does a really good job. They even got the mustache down and everything. I was like, geez, okay. But um, video game movies don't normally do well. A lot of them bomb, you know? And I'm going to read this list real quick. This doesn't include Sonic the Hedgehog, but the top 10 grossing, according to Box Office Mojo, the top 10 grossing uh video game movies now, i'm not going to read the totals i'm just going to read the movies in the interest of time uh laura croft uh uh cradle of life the one with angelita jolie mortal Kombat was number nine the original back in 95 pokemon movie the, the animated one uh number eight prince of persia sands of time number uh seven i think that had jake gyllenhaal in it don't quote me on that number six was rampage the one with the rock in it which I never thought they could make that into a movie, and they did, and it looks dumb, but people like it because I guess The Rock is in it. That made $100 million, actually. Angry Birds movie was number five. Laura Croft Tomb Raider, the one with Angelita Jolie, not the remake, was number four. Uncharted with Tom Holland is the number three grossing of all time. Uh, that just came out 
in February. Uh, Detective Pikachu <laughs> with Ryan Reynolds voicing it was number two. And then number one, the number one grossing uh, video game movie of all time is, the, is Sonic the Hedgehog, the one that came out in 2020. And um, 148 million lifetime gross. And um, now the sequel just came out this week and it's going to grow 70 million in, its first, in, a, in the opening week. The original opened at 58 million. So a lot of times you'll see like the second movie taper off as far as the opening week and maybe even the totals. But no, this looks like it may surpass it, you know? And it looks, I saw a clip and it had uh, Shamar Moore's in it. I don't know what he does, but he's in it. And I'm like, hmm? yeah, you know? Hmm. And I, I may have to watch the first one now. I'm, I'm kind of interested to see how this goes. But, um, and even the trailer for the new one looked pretty good, you know. Uh, the Batman just passed 350 million domestically, 726 million worldwide. I read the synopsis for it, and I don't think I'm gonna go see it. I, it was gonna be one of those things where I felt like I'm gonna watch it when it comes on the HBO Plus, and then, then I'm gonna have to admit that it was good. And I read this the story behind it, and I'm like, I don't really care about this fucking movie. You know, maybe just to see Zoe Kravitz in the Catwoman costume, but I could just look up those pictures on Google. So, yeah, I'm probably not going to do that. Um, Morbius got curb stomped this week. This is its second week in release and it got mangled. It had a overall, its Friday totals had an 83% drop from the week before and overall had a 75% drop from the week before. That is historic in a bad way. I mean, I read the synopsis for it and the story just sounds really, really dumb. Uh, somebody who reads, who's been reading comics all his life, you know, usually a story falls into three categories. This is just my, my takeaway from it. Adequate, which means that it's entertaining, but you're gonna forget about it. Classic, where it's going to stand it for something that you can read over and over again. And then you just have just dog shit. And the story from Morbius is dog shit. I don't know who greenlit it, but it's dumb. And then they're going to make a Craven the Hunter movie next year. They're, they're trying really hard for the Sinister Six thing. Real quick, nerd talk. The Sinister Six is six of Spider-Man's top villains. Dr. Octopus, Craven the Hunter, the Vulture, the Sandman, Mysterio, and Electro. So with the exception of Craven the Hunter, all five of these villains have already been in movies at one point or another, right? Whether in the MCU or whether in, in Sony's universe, they've been there, right? Except for Craven. So I guess they figure if they bring in Craven, then they could just have the Sinister Six. But here's the problem with that. Craven is possibly the most least interesting comic book, like Spider-Man villain I've ever seen, but he was involved in possibly the greatest Spider-Man storyline of all time called Craven's Last Hunt, which came out in 1987. I still have most of those comics in my comic collection. And uh, it figures that such a boring character became uh, interesting after he kills himself. Go figure. 
after you know, like at the end of that series, uh, Craven the Hunter kills himself, you know, and I was just like, but it was such an engaging story, you know, and they did a great job with it. But that's the only time Craven is Craven the Hunter is basically a former Russian aristocrat who came to the United States after the regime fell and he's this big game hunter, but he doesn't use guns. He usually like he uses like the serum that gives him super strength and uh, slows his aging. And he prefers to hunt animals, you know, with his bare hands. So he wanted to prove that he wants to be the greatest hunter of all time by defeating Spider-Man. That's it. That's his motivation. He's basically just he's basically just uh, Donald Trump Jr. with with superpowers. And, and less guns. I can't even say that because Craven hunts him with his bare hands. Donald Trump Jr. shoots him from helicopters. And they're going to make a movie about this guy. You got, like, I think Sony just secretly hates money. Like, do you think they, they, they see the bloodbath, pun intended, that happened to Morbius? And then they're like, okay, well, we'll just green light this Craven the Hunter thing. No problem. Okay. It makes me feel like, you know, if I like listening to Kodak Black, I feel like I could be a rapper because if he could do it, I could do it. I could be a movie executive. How hard could it be? Hey, just don't green light garbage. Done. Mm -hmm. It's over. Even even the Eternals, Marvel's least entertaining MCU movie is still 10 times like that story is still 10 times better than Morbius. I mean, I watched The Eternals. It was okay. I'm probably never going to watch that one again. I, You know what? I take that back because Captain Marvel was pretty boring too. Yeah, I wasn't too fun. And here's the thing. Even if Brie Larson wasn't Captain Marvel, either they had somebody else, I probably wouldn't have enjoyed it. The story wasn't all that compelling. You know, it, it's not like Black Panther level compelling. Or Winter Soldier compelling, you know, but they were just adequate. But Morbius was just, and like the Venom movies, oh God, I could spend a whole nother show talking about that. But um, I would say this, I mean, today's not a bad day to be in a movie theater because it's really cold outside. I'm pretty sure the movie theaters are nice and heated. Uh, Get yourself a plate of nachos and go see Sonic the Hedgehog too. You know, it looks fun. It looks, looks fun. It looks fun for the whole family. And Shamar Moore's in it for the ladies. I don't know how long he's going to be in it. I don't want to gas ladies up like he's like he's going to be in the movie like a long time. But the clip that I saw, Shamar Moore was in it, and I was just like, "Oh, okay." I didn't know he was in it. <laughs> for all those who don't know, Shamar Moore. He was in uh, Criminal Minds for like 10, 11 seasons. And I think he's currently. Yeah, and he also it? came from the soaps. Oh, I didn't know. And that. he used to host. Yeah, he was, I think he was also on the soaps. Um, but most importantly, he hosted Soul Train. Ooh, I did not know that. Okay. You did not know that. Shamar Moore used to host Soul Train Saturday mornings. It was like, I think he was the last host um, before they got off the air. But if you want a good laugh, Watch, <laughs> watch Shamar Moore dancing on Soul Train. He definitely had the same move. Um, it's quite funny now, but 
<laughs> definitely funny. Yeah. <laughs> I can't crack while people dancing because I dance like Frankenstein if his pant legs are on fire. So I Yeah, I, well his abs his abs sold it, you know? His abs <laughs> definitely sold it. <laughs> That's the only reason he didn't get clowned in real time, but um it's still funny. I, I, I rag on people like Jason Momoa and Jason and um what's his name? Uh Channing Tatum. Because I think women just like them because they're handsome, you know, and like I think Channing Tatum has the acting skills of a pumpkin, you know. But women just like him because he's a handsome guy and he's got abs, you know. At least, but Shamar Moore can act. That's his, that's the thing. You know, like he, like yeah. I said, he he was on Criminal Minds for like eleven seasons. He was really good on that show, you know. So um, he can actually act. So that's why I'm a fan, you know. But I see someone like Channing Tatum. Like I'm like I'm like, is this dude reading his cue cards? Like what is he doing? He sucks. But women just love him because you know he was in Magic Mike. So, but um, Odie, what are your final thoughts? Final thoughts. Um, Will, you're probably not listening, but I think it's time we have a talk about Jada. Mm. I think it's time we have a talk about Jada. Um, I'm not out here ruining or rooting for people's marriages to fail, but I do think that this man deserves better. You're not rooting for it to fail because it already failed. That's the thing. So it's not like they're happy and you. But you yeah, but it's not like I'm. I'm. I'm not rooting for them to succeed through therapy either at this point. Yeah, you know? we're 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 far beyond therapy. It's just like we need to have a talk about data. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, oh no. Oh, uh, before we sign off, for all you old school rap fans out there. Uh, I was watching uh, Talib Kweli. He has a uh, podcast called People's Party, and Most Def was on there. So the uh, the new Black Star album is finished. Uh, not Madlib. Who would? Uh, is it Madlib? But uh, the album is done. Mm-hmm. Uh, it should be out. Uh, the new Black Star album is done. It should be out in a couple of weeks. I think it is actually. Yeah. Yeah. So. Uh, I'm very excited about that. I have the first Black Star album. It was a, a hip hop classic, and I'm very excited about this album coming out. And I'll probably I I've never done an album review in my life, but I may just do one this time around. Well, we'll see how it works out. And and, and I joked about it on Facebook. I am going to do it though. I had these two DVDs. One has like 20 horror movies. The other one has like eight more. And I've only watched like one or two movies on in both of these discs. And I said, you know what? I'm going to re- I'm going to watch over the next few months. I'm not going to do it like in a, in, a, in a time period, right? Over the next few months, I'm going to watch all these movies. I'm going to review them. And if I and and I joked with my niece, I'm like, if I could stop being an old man for ten seconds and just learn how to, you know, use another program besides Windows Movie Maker, which is no longer a part of Windows, um. I'll probably put them on TikTok because now TikTok has a 10 minute limit. So if I actually edit and produce these, I could actually get them on TikTok and make the videos about maybe four or five minutes long, nothing too long and just, and just review these movies. So we'll see. 
it's just a it's just a, a goofy throwaway project. Nothing, uh, you know. Yeah, why not? Yeah. Nothing wrong with having a little fun. Exactly. So, all right. Uh, if you haven't already, please subscribe to us at the Urban Breakdown Network. Uh, we are all we are everywhere where you can get podcasts. Uh, Apple, Spotify, not Title though, right? Title doesn't do podcasts, right? Yeah, no, they they do like brand like ones where celebrities do them like oh, okay. and stuff like that. Like if Obama and Bruce Springsteen had a podcast, <laughs> which they do, by the way. Um, all right, well, hey, you guys have a great day, and and uh, oh. It's still only 50 degrees, so stay warm out there. All right, bye, guys.